Hello, and welcome back to the Spin Cycle Podcast. This is the second episode, and I am so excited to be back talking to y'all again today. The responses were really positive about the last episode, other than some crazy person who fought with me on Instagram about it. But overall, everybody seemed to like it a lot, and I really appreciate the positive feedback, whether or not you agree with me. That's the fun of all of this. I don't expect you to agree with me about everything. I am not pretending to be an expert on, you know, celebrity news. I'm not an industry insider or anything like that. I'm just somebody who understands the media landscape and likes to stalk famous people. That being said, we're getting into today's episode, which is going to be a little different from the last one. Instead of being centered around one subject, we're going to kind of jump around from headline to headline from the past week. I definitely want to do a Bravo-themed episode very soon with my friend Devin. Shout out, Devin. But she happens to live in Louisville, and this past weekend was the Kentucky Derby, so there was no chance of getting her to record with me. So that was bad planning on my part. But here we are, back for another solo episode. Also, just so y'all know, when I do episodes with guests, I'll definitely be including video. But for now, when I'm by myself, I really don't feel like putting on makeup and like staring at myself and trying to not look weird in a camera um, while speaking to myself. It's weird enough talking to myself into a microphone. Like, I don't need to add the video element into it. (laughs) Anyway, today we're going to talk about some headlines from the past week, like I said. So first up in reality television news. We've got to talk about Chriselle Strauss from Selling Sunset. Sunset. Chriselle Strauss from Selling Sunset. Say that five times fast. And her new significant other, G Flip. So G Flip is exactly what you're thinking of um, as somebody with the stage name G Flip. Obviously, they're a big douche. Respectfully, they are a non-binary rapper? Question mark. DJ question mark. It's giving very much Lindsay Lohan and Samantha Ronson. During the May 6th episode that was the Selling Sunset reunion, Chris Shell confirmed that she's dating singer G Flip after splitting from her boss, Jason Oppenheim, last year. So this is an interesting thing for a lot of reasons. Number one, it's interesting because Chris Shell seemingly broke up with Jason because he didn't want to start a family. And now she's dating this, like, as this BuzzFeed news writer, Shannon Keating, puts it, a queer fuckboy. <laughs> fuckboy is uh, gender fluid. It's it's a, you know, girls can be fuckboys. Non-binary people can be fuckboys. Um, you get it. So admittedly, I did not watch the reunion. I don't watch Selling Sunset. My mom and sister watch Selling Sunset. And I know that my friend Devin does, as I mentioned earlier. Um, But I'm just like not in, I'm never into the like workplace shows. I just think I spend enough time working and I don't want to watch other people work. So at the season five reunion, they show kind of how Chriselle and G Flip come to meet. So Chriselle is a part of G Flip's music video that's premiering on May 13th. It's called Get Me Out of Here. <laughs> and uh, this 
BuzzFeed news reporter is cracking me up in this article. They said, the song makes me feel unbearably old. Every time I listen to it, all I can think of, quote, this is just noise, end quote. And the music video, perhaps even more so. This article says, the release clip reveals Chriselle as an early aughts video vixen with crimped hair, a key necklace, a tight black tube top, and she pouts for the camera while singing along to the words in a convenience store. That makes sense because I saw that picture. I'm sure everybody's seen it now. I shared it on my Instagram story too of Chriselle and G Flip and they're in a convenience store and it's just like a weird vibe. Like G Flip's wearing like sagging leather pants um, where you can like see their Calvin Klein underwear like coming above the pants and then a leather jacket and a sports bra. And to me, it's also just, it's a lot of leather, especially for a music video that's debuting in May. It's a lot. But obviously I want to emphasize that the the part that's weird about this is not that um, this woman who was seemingly straight before is now with a non-binary person. The weird thing is who this non-binary person is. They're just very... I couldn't even put it into words, but then I read this comment on this BuzzFeed article. It says, does G-Flip's whole aesthetic remind anyone else of the no ragrets guy from We're the Millers? And yes, that's exactly right. It's just like a douchey, like almost like y'all are going to come for me for this. I'm going to say it anyway. It's a little white trash. (laughs) It's like, it's not appealing. I would think that it would not be appealing to somebody like Chriselle, regardless of um, sexual orientation or gender in general. But yeah, that's that's some weird stuff. So now we know about um, Chriselle and G Flip. I wonder how long it'll last. I figure not very long, considering she obviously wants to have children. And like I said, this person doesn't seem to be in that um, state of mind. All right. Next up, I want to talk about Elon Musk because he's been wild in for a while and I usually just kind of ignore him, but he's really starting to catch my attention. (laughs) So this week, Elon Musk tweeted, if I die under mysterious circumstances, it was the Russians, which I have to admit made me fucking laugh. That's funny. That's just funny. It's comedy. And I just think it's hilarious. I mean, technically, he actually said, if I die under mysterious circumstances, it's been nice knowing you, which it's like, shut up. Like, it's just dramatic, but I'll feel really bad if he does get killed by Russians. But he feels as though he's being targeted for his anti-Putin stance, which is very odd because it seems to me like most of the world is anti-Putin and that's been made really clear. However, he was one of the first high-profile businessmen to get behind the Ukraine cause, um, and he has publicly condemned Putin. Um, he sent the Ukrainians numerous Starlink terminals, the SpaceX satellite internet connection service, which allowed Ukrainians independent access to the internet, aiding their communications while they were under siege by the Russians. But honestly, it just seems to me like Russia maybe would fry bigger fish before going after our eccentric Bruce Wayne. I think that I feel as though he's being dramatic, but, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Okay, so today I'm recording on May 10th, and yesterday on May 9th, 
Russia celebrated Victory Day, which commemorates the end of World War II and is marked with military parades that are traditionally watched by political leaders in Moscow. So I guess yesterday, um, some guy named Rogozin, who, Dmitry Rogozin, head of Russian state space agency. So again, it's like he's fighting with this, with the space people. The space people are not going to kill you. Like they'll, they might threaten you, but they're not going to kill you over like space shit. Apparently this guy, Dmitry robot man said, nobody needs you. Stop fooling around. Today, my country celebrates a great day, victory day over fascism. And what, it, and what you did by supplying the means of commu- communication to the Ukrainian Nazis, unfortunately, I cannot congratulate you on this holiday. Think, Elon, which side are you on? So I guess, like, if you're not that caught up with what's going on with Russia, you might not realize that there's kind of this propaganda talking point that... Um, that Ukraine is being governed by a fascist or Nazi regime, basically as a way to like justify this invasion by the Russians. Um, So yeah, they're kind of like guilt tripping him, but that's all it sounds like to me, to be honest. It's a space guy. Can you imagine somebody in America being like, NASA's coming for me? You'd be like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) NASA's not coming for you. The thing about Elon Musk is every time he's in the news, he makes me like do a deep sigh and roll my eyes. Like everything he says and does is annoying to me. So next up in this week's headlines, I want to talk about Jack Harlow's new album. So I've only listened to some of it, full disclosure. So my opinions need to be taken with a grain of salt for sure. But essentially there are like, two distinct camps. There are people who are obsessed with the album and then people who hate it. And it's kind of divided by social media platform. It seems like everybody on Twitter can't stand it. And then everyone on Instagram is obsessed with it, at least from my perspective. And I listened to it a little bit and I definitely understand where the criticism is coming from. It does give Drake vibes. Um, and somebody was like, it's giving Drake, but like pre his take care era. And I definitely understand that. I think that it's for music to like, it's music that is for like vibing to, but it's not necessarily like going to be the soundtrack to your life. It's kind of like Taylor Swift before red, if you will. It's a little bit elementary. Um, But, you know, isn't it his first album? Why are we, like, so mad at him? I don't know. Also, I just kind of want to talk about Jack Harlow in general. I would love for y'all to let me know if you find Jack Harlow to be attractive or not. Because that's another thing that's, like, very polarizing. I think that this man is just polarizing in general. Because people are either, like, obsessed with Jack Harlow or they can't stand the guy. And I feel like... I don't know where I stand yet. It really depends. I loved his um, verse on Industry Baby. I love that music video, but I'm like Lil Nas X's biggest fucking fan. So, I mean. But yeah, I'd love for y'all to let me know, people who are attracted to men, if you are interested in Jack Harlow or if you find him to be Mr. Tummacy. Do we like his hair? Do we hate it? 
I think his facial hair is great. I do like the way he dresses. Um, and he has like a way about him where that just like disarms you. Um, and I'm always really attracted to men with personalities like that, where they can kind of make you feel comfortable, but also make you kind of like giggle, kind of like the <laughs> Emmer Chamberlain exchange where you're just like, you let your guard down so much that you almost like say something dumb. Maybe that's on purpose. I don't know. All right. So let's talk about Britney Spears and her Instagram nudes. This seems to be another thing that's very polarizing with people. There's like this camp of people who are commenting on everything. Like maybe we shouldn't have ended the conservatorship, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, if you really think that somebody should have like their entire life, health decisions, financial decisions, family planning decisions, controlled by their father just because they want to post some nudes of themselves, then maybe you need to be under a conservatorship. Maybe you shouldn't be allowed to share your opinions on the internet because that's fucking stupid. In my opinion, which is correct, Britney Spears is a grown ass woman with more trauma than I think a lot of us can truly grasp. I think she's very angry, but I think she's also like elated. I think she's experiencing a lot of emotions at once. And she also is able to like be herself for the first time ever. And honestly, her nude photos are so censored. Like it doesn't even bother me when like my husband looks at it. <laughs> but Like whenever he's like, Brittany's posting nudes again, I'm like, oh yeah, whatever. She puts a little diamond over her little, her little meow. And, um, she's holding her boobs. She's basically like, look how flat my stomach is. And it's like, yeah, Brittany, your stomach's really flat. Good for you. And she's just like playing around with filters and people are like, she's crazy. Cause she's using those filters. It's like, doesn't your mom use those filters? Come on. I mean, she has two teenage sons. I'm pretty sure her oldest son is like almost an adult, if not one already. She's as old as your mom, but looks a lot better than her. So if your mom looked like that, don't act like she wouldn't be posting nudes too. And some of your moms do post nudes. I've seen them. So shut up. But yeah, Brittany deserves to act however she wants on social media. She hasn't even had like, she hasn't had any sort of freedom and people are acting like she was just going to what, like be one of us. She's had no freedom her whole life. She's been a performer. She was basically involved in in legal human trafficking. And you expect her to just like be released from the shackles of her 13 year long conservatorship and just like be fucking normal. Have some compassion. I love her so much, y'all. This article from TMZ, which I mean, you know, take that with a grain of salt to begin with. But it says Britney Spears nude pics have fans split concern or celebration. So on Monday, she dropped 12 nude pictures, the latest in an ever-increasing number of revealing photos, says this article. A photographer named Matt Bernstein jumped in to explain, saying, I swear people forget that Brittany was in in prison of her father's design for the past 13 years. She missed the years when we were all terrible at Instagram, used those tacky and app filters. She's feeling herself. Let her be. And then somebody compared it to Kim Kardashian saying Kim Kardashian can do this. And it's like, it's basically the photo shoot of where she like pops that champagne bottle and it goes into a glass on her ass, except for it's like a different shot. And she's like fully nude. And she's like, so Kim Kardashian can do this and Britney can't. You won't want to call her crazy 
she's doing the same thing all the other girls are doing. And it's true. Basically, the only difference between what Britney's doing and what literally any other celebrity is doing, because they're all posting themselves naked, including the reality stars, um, is just that she's like filtering it badly. <laughs> like that's literally the only difference. Like Lala Kent was posting nude selfies on the timeline all the time when she was pregnant. It was disgusting. Sorry. Y'all are going to come for me for that, but I don't care. I don't like looking at naked pregnant people. And that's just my opinion. Um, so this even says there are a lot of celebrities who have posted naked, including Bella Hadid, Julia Fox, Christina Aguilera, Rihanna, and Lizzo, which that's so true. Like we see those, we see all of those bitches tits all the time. Why can we not see Britney's? So she's even said in the past that the nude pictures represent her as a free woman and a rebel. So I'm happy for her. She can post whatever she wants. I post annoying shit all the time. I'm annoying on the timeline. So you can be naked on the timeline. Whatever you want. Whatever anybody wants. All right. So I'm going to wade into some waters that I was really wanting to avoid. But this is worth mentioning. The Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard case. To me, it's very sad. Either way, no matter what happened. Obviously, two people are very damaged. Um, and it's just horrible and it feels voyeuristic to really comment on it from a pop culture perspective. However, there have been rumors swirling that Johnny Depp was like dating his attorney. So I do want to talk about that. So this TMZ article says the, the headline says Johnny Depp not dating his attorney despite social media buzz. Um, this was published this morning at 1 a.m., and her name is Camille Vasquez, one of the many lawyers on her team, on his team, sorry. Um, there's speculation that something's going on between her and Johnny Depp, but it's really just because they're like friendly. A rep told TMZ uh, they're definitely not dating despite what people may see in the courtroom, but several TikTok and Twitter users have jumped to that conclusion based on their interactions in court. Um, they definitely do look comfortable with each other, um, and they do, like, kind of touch, but I feel like it's more of just, like, a leaning over, touching the shoulder, like, while you're whispering to somebody, which is, like, you have to whisper when you're in court. <laughs> so, I don't know. But they have gotten really close, I guess, is what people are saying, but they do, you know, spend a lot of time with each other, especially these days. Uh, the rep told TMZ that she does find him funny, couldn't help but laugh at some of his antics and or sense of humor. She's also happily taken. She's dating a British fellow who works in real estate. Um, and she's been dating him for several months. That kind of brings me to the point that the reason that people are speculating on that is because people are watching this trial. Like it is not like a real life event. They're watching it. Somebody compared it to like, people are watching this like it's the Super Bowl. And I'm like, no, they're watching it like it's a soap opera, which is worse, I think, because at least comparing it to sports, you recognize that it's real and these people are like fighting for something. But no, I literally believe that there are a lot of people watching this just as a spectacle and they're just taking it in as something to tune into while there's not as much drama going on in the world. And I think it's really gross to like latch on to people's trauma playing out in real time. 
I definitely have my own opinions and like I have my own beliefs, but nobody cares about what I have to say about these people's very real trauma. So I'm just not going to share my opinion. However, um, I do think it's funny that people have speculated so deeply that now Johnny Depp is being accused of like dating his attorney. It's like, where, where are we? (laughs) How did we get here? So here's something that kind of quietly came through yesterday. It's something that actually snuck under the radar for me a little bit is that Diddy announced that Travis Scott is performing at the Billboard Music Awards and that he has made a demand that Travis Scott take the stage. That's taking place on May 15th. So I believe that this is like the first time since Astroworld that Travis will be performing. Diddy said, I made a request. I made a demand. I said, my brother, Travis Scott has to perform. Diddy is hosting the show. I'm executive producing. He has to perform. And NBC said, yes. So it's going down Sunday. Travis Scott will be performing. Also performing will be Megan Thee Stallion, my girl, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Lotto, my other girl, and fucking Morgan Wallen. So this is a really weird lineup to me. (laughs) I don't really get it. Um, Megan the Stallion, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Lotto, Morgan Wallen, and Travis Scott. What the fuck? So yeah, this will be Travis's first major performance since the World tragedy when 10 people died, 25 were hospitalized, and over 200 were treated for injuries. Um, he technically made a return to live public performances two days ago, May 8th at Miami's 11 club. Again, like this is something that's kind of like being done quietly. They're slowly like rolling him out again, it seems. So what Travis performed at, um, at Miami's 11 club was part of formula one race week. Um, the celebration, which that was actually his, (laughs) when he took the stage, the first thing that he said to the sold out crowd was everybody in the club better lose their motherfucking minds. Let's not. How about we don't? How about we have ourselves a great time and we stand in place and clap our hands and nod our heads. (laughs) Like let's not lose our minds actually. So Travis Scott's first performance back on television will be May 15th at the 2022 Billboard Music Awards hosted and produced by Diddy. So I'm really interested to see how that goes. I wonder what Twitter will think of that. Instagram's a little bit more forgiving, but Twitter is just like a hellscape. And I think people are going to really not like that. TikTok is going to be interesting too. I'm going to definitely keep my finger on the pulse of all the conversations surrounding that because I want to debrief on it after it happens. I'm really interested to see how people receive that in addition to having Morgan Wallen on that lineup. It's just like, it's weird. Megan the Stallion and Lotto are great additions because they're two. I mean, it, it's it's kind of just really smart because you've got these two men have who have been canceled, Travis Scott and Morgan Wallen. And then you've got Megan the Stallion and Lotto, two female rappers who have been kind of like publicly fucked over by f- male rappers. 
Megan the Stallion getting shot by Tony Linez. And then Lotto came out about a month or two ago saying that somebody who was supposed to be featured on her album was like not signing off on the paperwork because she wouldn't respond to a DM. All right, well, that's all I've got about pop culture news this week. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Spin Cycle Podcast. Please follow us on Spotify and iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social media. Like and comment and give us your thoughts on all things having to do with pop culture. I want to know your opinions. I want to hear where yours differ from mine. And I really appreciate you tuning in. And I'll see you next time. Bye.